Hello and welcome to this edition of Community Connections. I'm your host, Chuck Curlin. Today, we are with the director of the Upper Marion Township Library, Laura Arnhold. And Laura, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. Well, let's have a little bit of fun. We're going right. to introduce you to the community here in terms Great. of people who don't know who you are. How did you get involved in the library? Uh, well, I actually, this is my first job right out of graduate school. Um, I went to the University of Maryland College Park for my graduate degree. and. Uh, I chose Upper Marion because I loved the library when I came to interview and I loved the community and I thought it would be a really great fit. Uh, that was back in 2008. So wow. I've been here for quite a few years by now and I'm really happy with the decision I made. Did you have other choices of other libraries that you were looking into? Uh, I actually looked at uh, libraries around the country. I wasn't really tied down to any specific area. Um, I was looking in Utah and Texas and Jersey and just pretty much anywhere I could find jobs that were open. Um, but I have some family out here, so it was kind of a really perfect fit of meeting new people, but also having a little bit of a, a net to fall back on. So when you came to this library, what was your first responsibility? Uh, I was the children's librarian oh. uh, when I first came in 2008, and I worked in, in that role until 2014, wow. I think, I want to say, 14, 16. It's, I've been here for so long at this yes, point. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and at that point, Carl Helliker, our uh, longtime director, uh, decided to retire, and I decided to jump into that position because um, I really wanted to see the library move into the 21st century and really start um, moving forward with some really exciting plans that I thought would really be exciting for the community and for the library as well. So I became director um, and I'm hanging out. So we got through the pandemic, really? which <laughs> was a little bit of a roller coaster ride, but our numbers are pre-pandemic level at this point, which is great. Um, people are still using the library for materials, programs, services, all sorts of great stuff. Well, you, when you're working in the library and you know that this position's opening up for you, did you have one goal in mind saying, this is something that I definitely want to implement? Um, I, I didn't have one goal necessarily, but I did know, um, just having been in the library for so many years, I really knew what was working really well. Mm -hmm. um, and I also could see places where we could um, update some technology really and really move forward in some of those areas. And so I was really excited to just kind of see the library move you know, push forward with some of those types of things. Yeah, because in, in this day and age, computers are readily available. They are, and but you would be surprised at how many people didn't have them. I'm gonna say pre-pandemic, you would be surprised at okay. how many people didn't have either computers at home or access to the internet. Um, most people, you know, they have them on their phones, they have a tablet, they have a computer, um, but there are still a lot of people in our community that don't have access to that. Um, and so the library is a really wonderful resource because if you think about it, you pay your bills online, you apply for jobs online, you look for apartments and you fill out your rent applications online. It's very much a technology-based world. And if you don't have access to that, it can be very difficult for you. Do you find that that's what you, you get the most out of is people coming in here to get online that don't have access? Or are there still certain people that are looking for specific books? Because nowadays you can <laughs> Google almost anything. Um, it, there's a really great quote that says, Google will bring you back all the answers, but the, a librarian will bring you back the right answer. There you go. Um, I like so it. that's what we kind of joke around about. Like, yeah, Google is around and it's a great resource. We use Google all the time for what we do. Um, but there are so many people out there that love the feel of books in their hands. And if you talk to people, um, you know, oh, I just can't do those ebooks. Like I want to be able to feel the book and turn the pages. Um, and we still get that. Our, our circulation, like I said, is back to pre-pandemic levels and it's just going up. Like people, people love materials. That's a good thing too. Yeah. And you being involved with the children at a young age, 
does the school system here in Upper Marion Township sort of lead them your way? Of course, yeah. We are we have a very strong relationship with the school district, which is wonderful. Uh, we work closely with the librarians and teachers, providing them with resources uh, for the school classrooms. But we also work with them throughout the summer to help uh, prevent the summer slide, which is when kids lose some of those important right. skills. Uh, so they are able to help promote our summer reading program, which in turn helps us keep the kids ready for school in the fall. Um, and it's a really great working relationship we have. How about how about with adults? Uh, do you see more like of the middle school, high school, or seniors? Do you, who, who do you see more of? We get, I mean, we run the gamut. I would say we go from infants all the way up to senior citizens. Right. So we have a really strong middle school program. They help with programs in the library. They volunteer with us. We have high school kids that help teach technology to people who need those extra help one-on-one. Mm -hmm. -on -one. They work much better when they're working with a stranger than they do with like their parents or their right. grandparents. <laughs> a little bit more patient, right? Very patient. And they're uh -huh. wonderful kids that work. And that there's always a list of kids who are like, hey, anytime you have a volunteer, like call us, let us know. Um, and then we have great programming for adults. Uh, we work really closely with the senior center, um, providing them materials and classes for technology as well. So we just we run the gamut. Well, the one thing too, I'm always curious about you being the director, how many people are actually running the library <laughs> under you? We have a staff of about 25 to 30 people. Wow. Um, not as many as we had pre-pandemic. Honestly, we had a lot more, um, but we are, you know, hardworking group of people that do a lot of amazing things and kind of have wear a lot of different hats to make it all happen. Um, but we've got people that work with children. We've got people who work with adults, people that are on the circulation desk. There are staff members that most of our public probably won't even see because they're in the back making sure those books get on the shelf as fast as possible. Yeah, that, that is what is now the turnaround time for, if I took out a book today, when would it have to be returned and when does it get back on the shelf? So uh, the turnaround time's three weeks, mm -hmm. uh, but we just also implemented auto renewal, which is a new policy that we have in place that allows you to keep the book for a little bit longer if you want to. Um, if you have it for three weeks, you still need it. No one's waiting for it. There's no hold on it. Uh, you can get that for another three weeks and even a second three weeks after that. So really you can have something up to nine weeks if you need it, Wow. as long as there's no one else waiting for right. it. Once that book comes back to us, we check it in. Usually within 48 hours, it's back on the shelf for someone. Mm -hmm. Are audiobooks starting to be a big thing too? Uh, audiobooks are, have always been a really big thing. We saw a little bit of a downturn as people started working from home. They weren't using them in their commute as often. Gotcha. Um, but we've got audiobooks on CD. We've got really great devices called Playaways, which just require a AAA battery and a pair of headphones to plug in. You don't need that external device to use. Mm -hmm. um, so we have those. And then we have a ton of audiobooks that you can actually download from some of our online resources that I think we'll talk about more later. Yes, um, yes. But there's a lot of different options for people who like to read with their ears is what we call it. Ah, that's a good look at <laughs> Yes, reading with your ears. Well, uh, all the basic functions, like the audiobooks, the, the internet, yep. obviously the programs for reading. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you've implemented since you've been uh, put in, in charge? Oh. All sorts of different things, ah. really. Um, well, what are you most proud of? Uh, well, actually, and I'm sure we'll talk, we'll get more involved, but we're actually doing passport applications right now. That is a brand new service we just nice. started offering. Um, it's very popular and something that the community has definitely been looking for. So we're excited to be able to provide it. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, that would be a good thing. We'll, we'll get into that <laughs> a little bit later in the program. But I was just more um, interested in now that you've been director, I guess now for the last six years mm -hmm. is a good way of looking at it. 
is everything progressing the way you think it should be? Um, you know, that, that global pandemic kind of put a little wrench in our plans for a little <laughs> while. Um, I think we are. I think we're moving in the right direction. There's always room for improvement, I say. I, I love to learn and I love that my staff likes to learn also. So we're always looking for new things to offer the community. We're always looking for new ways to help the community thrive. So it's always something that we're doing. Yes, exactly. Laura, you gave us a good foundation of the library and how you got involved mm -hmm. and how it's been all going since then. Uh, one thing I'd like to ask are some of the programs and services and resources too that yeah. you could share with the community. All right, I'll try not to get too long-winded because okay. there is a lot of stuff that we offer that a lot of people aren't aware of. But okay. let's just do a, let's start with programs. Okay. Um, we do, I mean, hundreds of programs a year, I can say literally. Um, so I'm not gonna go into all of them. I'll hit some heavy hitters so that people are aware of them. Uh, we are offering Black History Month programming every February. Mm -hmm. um, we used to have it as one big day of celebration, but we've actually broken that up into uh, throughout the month now. So we offer story time, we offer crafts for kids. We have a historical interpreter come in who does an amazing job every year oh, wow. with a different person of history. Um, we do live music that month. There's a lot of really great stuff um, all focused around African-American history, which is a wonderful a month to celebrate. Yes. So we definitely do that. Um, we have a winter reading challenge that we're just starting this year. Um, Everyone's very familiar with summer reading for the kiddos. Yes. Uh, we're gonna do a winter reading challenge um, for all ages this year. It's gonna be a bingo card situation oh. where you can cross off your bingo card slips as you read and as you do activities within the library, which will be really exciting. Um, also includes adults, so adults don't- Can get involved. Yeah, don't worry about that. We've got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are also, as always, we do story time for our little ones, our um, birth to pre-K readers. Um, we think early literacy is one of the most important establishments that we can provide at a public library to really not only encourage kids to have a positive interaction with books, but also for parents to interact with other parents. Mm -hmm. um, it can be very lonely yes. as a parent when you're at, stuck at home with a baby. So it's a great place to meet other parents with kids the same age. Um, so we create a really nice community around that. Um, of course, summer reading. Yes. It's always a big thing. Again, summer reading is not just for our K through uh, 12th grade kids. It's also for adults. Um, for our little ones, we have a thousand books before kindergarten, which seems like a really a huge number yes. of books. But the books only have two or three pages in it. There's not, you know, but you know, the little ones, they don't take that long to no. read. Um, and there's a lot of studies that show the more you read with your child yes. as they're growing up, the better they're ready to go into kindergarten, ready to learn is what we say. We're not teaching you how to read in this program. We're teaching you to get ready for school. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're used to books and you're learning vocabulary and all of those types of things, it's a really great resource. Um, in the fall, we have our really large Diwali program. Um, and if you're not familiar with Diwali, it is a Hindu festival of lights that is ah. celebrated typically in the fall every year. Um, we have dancing and we have singing and we have programs and activities going on. We have one night of just, it's amazing. It's gorgeous, it's beautiful. Um, people love it. And uh, our school district now is allowing the children to have off for Diwali. Oh. So if you're interested in it, um, I think it's a really great way to understand more about the culture um, yes. and have that opportunity to learn about why we have the day off um, because it's so important to a lot of our community members. Well, yeah, you hit the point. That's the one good thing about the library with the resources that are there. You can learn about other cultures and it's not something you could really get if you Google. You're getting to see and feel <laughs> yes. and see how they do certain things that you're unaware of. Yeah, we really value um, 
very much the cultural resources that we have and we tap into our community when we have these programs because mm -hmm. I may not celebrate that holiday or I may not be a part of that community necessarily, but we have people in our community who are or who do. Right. So we have volunteers who come in to help us with a Lunar New Year story time, or we have someone who comes in and wants to share about this culture. So we're constantly working with the community to really provide authentic programming of all about the multiculturalness of King of Prussia. Yes. And are there any um, resources that you find to be, that, that sort of fit this library perfectly? I think we have a, a number of those types of resources. Um, one of the most popular ones that people, once they find out about, they love are the museum passes that we offer. Ah. These are really great resources because you check out basically a ticket mm -hmm. to get into a museum or attraction in the area and you can take your whole family for free. Wow, yeah. So we have um, Elmwood Park Zoo. Typically, it's gonna cost the family a little bit of money to get over there, but if you have one of these, you get in for free, you can spend the day there, you can spend a half an hour there whatever works. We've got garden passes. We've got some of the museums down in the city. There's a number of different places to explore without having to spend a lot of money, which is a wonderful resource. It definitely is. That How, how do people find out about that? Because like you said, the zoo can cost a family of six. <laughs> it's a, a lot pretty of money. Penny, right. <laughs> um, all of this information can be found on our website very easily. We also have really great brochures in the library or just come talk to one of my staff members. They're so excited to share what we offer. Right. Um, and a lot of people don't know what to ask for. So say, I heard something about these museum passes. We'll get y'all hooked up. Does that happen a lot too? Or we so? do, yeah. Yeah, because once that word of mouth gets out. And that's what we have found. We thought, oh, by now people know about this resource and we find that people are still unaware of it. We're like, well, we have it. Please use it. That's why it's here. Yes, it's a great resource to have for the community. It really it, is. It definitely is. I like the fact that um, when you have stuff at the library, how the whole, your staff all comes together. You do have a very energetic staff that really enjoy doing what they do. We do. Uh, my staff is really, really a very much a community oriented staff. They really love what they do at the library and they love being able to serve our community in that way. A lot of them live and work right here in King of Prussia, which is wonderful. Um, a lot of them have raised children here and have gone through the school district. So they're very much entrenched in our community, which makes it really helpful because they know everybody. I mean, I've got staff members who can tell you the dog's name and how <laughs> grandma's doing and just are, you know, they love it. That's awesome. Yeah. But the one thing I think we should mention because we're talking about the library, you do need still need a library card. You do need a library yes. card. Is it a difficult process? Or it's really not. Do you have to live in the community to have it? So there's a couple different things we can talk about in okay. terms of library cards. Um, you do need to live in our community for a library card from Upper Marion Township. If you don't, there are other ways to go about doing that. But let's talk about if you're a resident first. Okay. If you're a resident, we just need something that shows your current address on it. Typically a driver's license, but mm -hmm. if you've just moved to the area, a lease will work paperwork, something that has been mailed to you with your name and your address on it, we're pretty easy going about it. Um, you can either bring that paperwork into the library and fill out the application right in the library and get started right away, or you can do it online. It's usually a 24, 48 hour you know, time turnaround, um, but we'll at least get you your library card and your passcode on that, and you can start using our online resources immediately. Then when you've got time, come in and get your actual physical card. Check out what else, what, what else we have here in the library. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. If you're a non-resident, just in case there are people, because... People commute here people from other... People commute here. Areas, right. um, although Bridgeport is part of the school district, it's not part of Upper Marion Township. Township in terms of property taxes, which right. is what we focus on in the library. Right. Um, 
it's not a big deal. You can live in any of the other surrounding counties. Get your home library card first. Mm -hmm. um, if you're in Montgomery County, that can happen at our library. We will get you a temporary library card and your home library will send you your library card through the mail. Use our library just like you would any other library then. So that's like if you were in Bridgeport, that's yep. how you would go so about doing So technically so. your home library is the Norristown library right. um, because you don't have a home library in your community. They kind of take over everybody else as the county branch. Oh, okay. Um, once you do that, you can come to our library, say, hey, I'm a Bridgeport resident, I need a library card. We'll get you that temporary card. They'll send you your real card in the mail and you can use us all the time anyway. Wow. Now, are there other things that the library card can be used for? Yes. So our library card, we have online resources that are like so vast, I can't even get into all of them right now. Mm -hmm. Very quickly, we've got consumer reports online. If you've got a big purchase coming up, take a look to see how it rates on consumer reports. You can use your library card for that. Uh, we also have tutor.com, which is an online free tutoring program that you get hooked up with a live tutor after school, helps you with writing, you know, your reading, math, science, whatever you need help with. Uh, we've got all sorts of online resources, um, legal forms that you can use to fill out if you've got legal things that you're working on, resume building. I mean, the sky's the limit, really. Definitely. We were talking a little bit about a new service that's being offered. Yep. And people who love to travel, this is something you definitely need. And, and with the pandemic, a lot of people haven't had the time to get those passports renewed. Exactly. We are now a passport application acceptance facility, which is the official words from the Department of State. Um, we just got this in the past few months. Um, and we are super excited. We did not realize how much the community really needed this resource, and we are so happy that we can provide it for everyone. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's an easy process, right? It really is. It's about a 15-minute appointment on our end, which is great. Um, we have appointments available every week at different times during the day uh, and different days of the week. So um, the week before those appointments open up, uh, so you can schedule your appointment with us. You come in, we have a whole list of all the documentation that you're required to bring because it is fairly extensive. Um, and we have two passport um, acceptance facilitators on our staff who work with you to make sure everything is the way it needs to be, where the signatures are what you need, you have all the paperwork, you file it with us, we send it out that night and it gets processed through the State Department and you get your passport in the mail. Well, they make, I'm curious, do they make the appointment online or they call in? You can make the appointment online. Um, there will be a place to do that through our event calendar. You just click on passport appointments and it'll show you what's available. Okay. Fill out your information and you come in for your appointment and you're good to go. That That's a great service to offer, especially if most of the stuff is on the internet and on, their, mm -hmm. on the webpage. But I know one other thing that I thought was pretty interesting that I was saying, uh, you also are a notary. We do, we have a notary on staff. Uh, again, it's another appointments by appointment only, but it's amazing how many things still need to be notarized. Yes, yes, it's <laughs> And it's, true. there's a small fee uh, for notary passport, things like that, but it is a valuable resource and it gets used very often in our library. Again, it's appointment only. We only have one staff member who is a notary public, so it does need uh, to be done through that individual. And I'm assuming it's not you. It's not me. Uh, <laughs> I have too many meetings to go that's to. That's right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, the, the one other thing I think I, I, I wanted to ask, because I know we were talking about audiobooks, but ebooks are now also a big thing as well. Ebooks are a huge thing. Um, there are a lot of different ways to go about getting ebooks. A lot of people are familiar with Amazon and things like that. But a lot of people don't realize that the library has ebooks as well. You might have to wait a little while on hold, just like you would for your physical copy of books. Uh, we have three different resources for using ebooks in our library. So 
The main one is OverDrive. Okay. It's one that people are very familiar with. Unfortunately, they named the app app Libby, so it's a different name than what the company is called. So it's a little confusing sometimes. Right. Um, but from our website, you can easily find this information. You can find audiobooks, ebooks. They have magazines. They have videos there. That's a whole resource. Check out the material just like you would three weeks at a time. If you return it, that would be great because the next person can then use it. If you don't return it, it just comes off your device ah, and gets back good. into our library system. The other one we have is Hoopla. Um, it's a fairly new resource. We got it during the pandemic to provide more accessibility. Um, that also has audiobooks, ebooks, comic books. Oh, wow. Movies, TV shows, and music. So it's another really great resource, a huge catalog of materials, thousands and thousands of things that you have access to that way. And our brand new online resource in terms of ebooks is Comics Plus. This one is specifically for the comics, graphic novels, manga those fans. It's all of those things that you could ever want. I don't know enough about right. a lot of those things typically. Right. That's not what I read usually. Right. But um, it's a great resource to have because a lot of those mangas and comics, they're, you know, five, you know, fifty to a hundred series. series. Yes. We don't have room for that in our library, right. but we have access to it online. So it does provide people with that access. That is pretty good. Yeah. They do are there also um, I'm not even sure uh, I never knew libraries even had physical comic books in the library, but they... We do. We tend to go lean towards the graphic novel route. Okay. So they're a little bit more of the the thicker novels. Yes. Um, but you would be surprised. They have biographies in graphic novel form. They've got nonfiction wow. in graphic novel form. The kids love graphic novels. Those right. things can't stay on our shelf fast, you know, long enough. Mm -hmm. They're constantly picking them up. And I think it's a great way. You're combining reading and viewing yes. together, and you're using all of those tools. Yes, because you know, when we were younger, we always liked the books with the pictures. Right, it's and you're like, that doesn't go away okay. when you get yeah. older. Like, we're all looking at social media. Yeah. It all has pictures on exactly. it. Exactly. It's the same thing. That's a good point. So I know we, we talked about the um, the passports and also the notaries. Yep. We all, there's another service that you have, and that is... Test proctoring. There it is. I, it's amazing what we have in yes. the library. Uh, it doesn't get used as heavily as some of our other resources, but for people who are either doing classes online, I know real estate exams are a big one, you need a place to go to get a test proctored, and so we can offer that service at the library as well. well and, and that has to be set up... It's an appointment only thing yes. too, just because we want, we like to make sure we have a space available for you to take it. That's a quiet space that you can work on that program. Wow. And now do you have any other pro, are you looking at programs for the future? Oh my goodness, always. <laughs> I mean, we're already talking, we're, you know, we're talking summer readings coming right. in a while, but we're right. still already talking about it. Um, we do have another really quick new resource that I wanted to mention. We have Wi-Fi hotspots available oh, now. Oh yes, I forgot about that. Um, brand new this past year, uh, we got it with some grant money. Yes. Um, Great for traveling within, you know, the continental U.S. You have access to your hotspot for the week. So if you're flying, if you're, you know, if you're going with a big, great big family reunion, you need your, you need yes. your internet access, you, you can get it through the library too. Now, now, what's the process for that? Because that is a great resource. Um, it's a week long checkout, not okay. as long as our typical materials, just because they are in higher demand and we don't have as many of them. We have five that we circulate right now. You check it out just like you would anything else. It's got a barcode on it. It gives you instructions on how to log in, how to charge it. It gives you the password information and it works. It's a T-Mobile hotspot, just like you well, would buy on your own. Yeah, so you could plug it into your car and yep, when you're go on a road trip, business. you have internet all the way through. Wouldn't that be great? That's Keep awesome. everybody busy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, wow, that is pretty good. Yeah. So 
someone looking for information, uh, we should drive them to the website. For sure. Or come visit us. We, we always yes. love to see people in the library, but the website is definitely a really great resource to go to. It would be www.umtownship.org slash library. It's a little long, right. but it'll get you there. Um, on that main page, it gives you a lot of the general information that we tell you about. It also um, updates new programs that we're offering and all things like that. So you can get access to those eBooks. There's a quick links button to a lot of the popular things that we're talking about today that you can get access to. Now, you're a very outgoing director, very <laughs> animated. You know, there are some people that are a little quiet, shy. Yep. If they were coming to the library, uh, you know, some people are very reluctant because it's a public place. Yeah, what would, for sure. What would you tell them what they I would, would expect? I would say, I mean, the library can be intimidating, especially right. if you're not used to it and you don't know what you're looking for. I will tell you, my staff wants you to ask them questions. We have more people than not will come up to you and say, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't want to interrupt what you're doing. That's why we're sitting there, right. please interrupt us. Um, they love to talk about books and movies they're reading. So if you're not sure or you're like, I haven't read a book in 10 years, come on over to the library. Be like, hey, listen, I heard about this new book. You know, they're talking about it on the Today Show or whatever. Right. Ask us about it. And if we don't have it, we can help you get it or we can find you something else that you can walk out today with. Yeah, you know, one thing that we didn't uh, discuss as well, music and video. Yeah. Uh, if there's always <laughs> new music coming out, <laughs> if someone wants a movie that they couldn't find, yep. the library's a great resource. We do. Music and movies, it's a, it's a weird place right now because it's starting to push a lot more towards the streaming end of things. So there are things that we can't even get anymore in movies and TV shows, but we do have an extensive collection. And because we're part of a consortium through McLink, we have access to all of the other libraries in the consortium. So if you're looking for something, we don't have it, ask us and we can bar borrow it from another library for you. So you they, pick it up right here at our library. So you guys work together? We work closely together to make sure that our community has what they need. Is that used often? Oh yeah. Oh, it is. Oh yeah, we have a delivery system that gets delivered Monday through Friday. Um, they come in with these huge bins of books. Um, they bring stuff to us for our patrons and they take stuff away for other patrons every day of the week. Well, Laura, we're winding down our program. Is there anything you'd like to share before we say farewell? Uh -huh. I think we hit most of it. Okay. Um, we do have some really great makerspace tools that we're slowly starting to roll out. Um, we're really excited about these. We've got some sewing machines. We've got some 3D printers. Uh, we also have a new scanner where you can digitize old family photos. And one that I'm really excited about, we're working on figuring out a way to digitize old VHS family movies Very nice. into a digital format so you can put that onto a flash drive for your the rest of your family to share. That's awesome. Well, Laura, I, I want you to keep up the great work because you're doing a fantastic <laughs> Thank you so job. Much. Laura Arnhold, she is the director of the Upper Merion Township Library. She has been our guest here today on Community Connections. For all of us here at UMGA Television, I'm Chuck Curlin. Thank you for watching.